grace, death, defense, and aliens? Yep, it's all in the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 159. again to the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I'm real glad you're out there and and I uh, hope you're having a great day. It's uh, rainy here in Colorado, but that's the way we like it sometimes because we don't really get all that much rain and we can sure use it. It was a uh, pretty dry February and most of March, so uh, there's the weather report for us. Anyway, I hope it's uh, nice and sunny no matter what the weather is, where you are. And I'm going to get right into... Uh, what I talked about at the opening of the show here, the uh, the grace part. You may have heard me say grace, death, defense, and aliens. So I'm going to touch on each part of those, uh, each one of those subjects, and uh, it'll all make sense when we get going here. But uh, I want you to know, uh, first of all, of course, that grace changes everything. It even changes destruction into construction. When you're gracious to others, many times you'll discover they appreciate it. You know, not always, but often. It's just a simple matter of manners. Your grace to them can break down barriers of belief and doors of distrust and walls of wondering. But there's one thing your gracious attitude won't do. It won't change somebody forever. So when I say grace changes everything, I'm talking about God's grace. The grace He showed toward every one of us by offering us Jesus as a sacrifice for our human weaknesses. And we all have those. Everybody, everybody has those. But that grace that comes from God can change you and where you'll live forever. Have you ever met someone at at one point in your life who, let's say they love to party and smoke and curse and do whatever else felt good to do? Have you ever met somebody like that? Have you been somebody like that? And then at some later point in your life, you meet them again and they don't live that way anymore at all? In fact, they talk like one of those do-gooder Christians because they, in fact, became one. Have you ever met someone like that? I have, and as a matter of fact, I've met many someones like that. It's because grace changes everything for people who want it. That's the key. The key to being changed forever is hearing about the saving grace of Jesus and wanting it. It's not enough to just simply say, that sounds good, or sure, that seems like a good idea, let me sleep on it. No, I mean, you got to want to change. You need to know you need to change. And it's important to realize you haven't done anything bad enough to keep you out of God's grace. The love of Jesus can save you from yourself and anything you've done. Anything. Here's an example. Uh, let's see, there was a guy named Saul who lived about 2,000 years ago, and he was wholeheartedly dedicated to his Jewish faith, so much so that he was seeking out the new Christian religion of that time and persecuting anyone who would dare say Jesus was their Messiah. That just wasn't going to be allowed. By persecuting, I mean, he was even killing them. He believed what they were doing was blasphemy, a crime and sin punishable by death in the Jewish faith. You know, I mean, (laughs) whoa. 
But grace sure changed Saul. He met Jesus after Jesus had been killed. You know the story, even if you're not a Christian, you know the story that there was this man named Jesus who was crucified. There have been all kinds of movies about it. Well, can you imagine meeting someone face to face when you just knew that person had already been killed? That might shake your foundation a little, don't you think? Well, it certainly uh, shook Saul's. Jesus changed him forever, even changed his name to Paul. And when he first started teaching about the Christian faith, people talked about how he had been that guy who, you know, once was persecuting them and now he was preaching to them. And they were just, what? What's up with that? But once people listened to Paul's messages, they saw the glory of God in him. And that's just one example of how God's grace changes everything. Paul was changed forever, and he wanted everyone to know how they could be too. And that's why I write and sing and talk here on my podcast about all this. I want you to know how grace can change you forever. It can change even you. But you got to be willing to listen. And you got to want to be changed forever. Do you? I'm going to play a song for you now that on my website I said I would share only on the podcast. Um, It talks about grace and it talks about being willing to submit your own will to the will of God. And it's a song I wrote some time ago called Drawn to You. my strength. 
So, what are you drawn to? Better yet, who are you drawn to? I hope, if it's not Jesus, I hope it soon will be. Because you're going to come to an end one of these days. And uh, at that point, it's too late to make a choice. And speaking of coming to an end, that's where the death segment comes in. But this time, I'm not talking about yours or mine. I'm talking about the sad demise of Saturday morning cartoons. Have you noticed how Saturday morning cartoons got pushed aside for more, quote, educational or financially viable programs? And even before the cartoons disappeared, they weren't funny and fun anymore. They just weren't. I mean, I understand that TV stations are businesses and they can run whatever makes them money so they can stay on the air, but it's sad that something so enduring and endearing had to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. On my website where I wrote about this, I inserted a, an old cartoon of the Roadrunner being chased by Wile E. Coyote. I used to watch those. My dad loved those cartoons, and I did too. When I was a little kid, there was no better combination than Saturday morning cartoons and a big bowl of cereal. My younger brother and I would get up, usually me first, sleepy-eyed and go into the kitchen and fill up a bowl of Cheerios or Frosted Flakes or something similar to that and pour on the milk and head for the den. And then it was simply a matter of choosing one of the three channels available and looking for the cartoons we liked the most. They had the uh, Roadrunner and Coyote, let's see, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny, Sylvester and Tweety, Quick Draw McGraw, Mighty Mouse, Tennessee Tuxedo and His Tails, The Professor and Poindexter, Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I mean, I could just go on and on and on. But you know what they all had in common? They were funny. Impossible situations with impossible characters and just plain goofy, funny entertainment. Cartoons back then weren't trying to save the world from alien invasions or they weren't full of diverse aliens who had to learn to get along in order to solve a mystery. And, and cartoons weren't always trying to slip in some sort of social message. Like I said, they were just plain old goofy, funny animation with goofy, funny sound effects. They made us laugh. And laughter truly is medicine. I miss them and the innocence that went with them. What about you? Do you have any cartoon memories? I wrote uh, a thing for kids called Saturday Morning Cartoons. And it goes a little bit like this. Get out the cereal spoons. It's time for funny cartoons. Watch a monkey fly a rocket or a kitty pick a pocket. It's time for funny cartoons. Turn on the big screen TV. They're really something to see. Watch a birdie that is talking to a dog on two legs walking. Cartoons set funny bones free. Later we'll go out and play and chase all the rain clouds away. But for now we'll keep on laughing at the polka dot giraffe and watch all the cartoons today. I hope you have good memories of them. It's, it was a fun thing. It was a good time, a fun time. Being a kid was great and there was a lot of fun and funniness and silliness and I'd like to see more of that instead of all these serious cartoons and I don't know maybe it's just me but I'm going to jump right into the defense segment that I mentioned at the opening of the podcast here uh, I was writing on tonyfunderberg.com about defending the faith and I talked about how it's in the job description 
if you're a Christian, defending the faith isn't an option. It's, it's actually part of your job, your commission. And the world, I don't know if you've noticed this, is getting increasingly hostile toward us. So, how do you stay optimistic and keep a good attitude when most people don't even want to hear what you have to say? Well, my recommendation is to model yourself after Paul, who modeled himself after the one true living, loving creator. Focus on Paul's writings. If you're a Christian, he wrote to you. Paul talked about defending the faith, which he said, quote, We did not yield submission even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. He had met Jesus face to face after being totally convinced that Jesus was crucified and done away with. Imagine how your worldview would be shaken if you saw someone put to death and then met them face to face at a later time. Huh? Don't you think you might be persuaded to rethink your position? I know I would be. Well, think about your unique way of defending the faith. You have one. You have a unique way, if you'll just think about it. No one else has your exact way of saying something, and you can use your gifts to their fullest potential and stand up for the one who fell down for you. Keep in mind, we win. By the way, We Win is a link on TonyFunderberg.com. Look for this article about defending your faith. And you'll see uh, a real great video done by a friend of mine using mm, my music called We Win. Anyway, it might not be today or tomorrow or even this year, but we do. We win. You might not win any arguments with unbelievers, but you will win in the final outcome. You can take that to the bank. Paul was so sure of this, he was willing to suffer and did suffer torture, ridicule, and finally, execution. Discover all through Paul's writings a man so changed by his knowledge of God's grace through Jesus that he couldn't and wouldn't be swayed. In fact, he stood up to the original apostles who walked with Jesus and he told them where and when they were being hypocrites. you got to know that wasn't a popular position to take. But... You don't stand for something just because it's popular. You stand for your Christian faith because you know it's right, just, and merciful to anyone who wants it. Remember, defending the faith is part of your job description. You're not going to win any popularity contest or special awards from the government, but you will be storing up treasures in heaven, the kind of treasures that never rust, corrode, or simply fade away. The wages have already been paid for you, so... Are you working to earn them? Let me leave you th these words on that topic. And I have to trust that my God is just, and I feel my boldness increase. I'm a dissident, and I'm an instrument for the one true way to peace. And that's from my song called The One True Way to Peace. It's in the Amen collection, and that's available on TonyFunderburk.com. I don't often mention that, but I would like you to know that. And... You can go and uh, get that, let's see, in CD form, and I think it's going to be available just to listen to on YouTube. Uh, hmm, I can't say when for sure, but in the near future, hopefully. So hold me to hold my feet to the fire on that one. Hey, Tony, where where'd you do with that? Uh, what'd you do with that Amen collection you said you were going to put on YouTube? How, how come that's not out there yet? Let's let's get that, buddy. Say that to me, and we'll see if we can't make it happen one way or the other. I need you out there, and uh, 
And speaking of out there, is there someone out there? Now, let me start right off with this explanation. When I'm talking about someone out there, I'm not talking about outer space. That's just nonsense, and I won't dignify those hokey theories with any part of this. I'm sure you felt this way no matter who you are or what walk of life you're from. You just know there's someone out there, someone who surely thinks like you, feels the way you feel, and maybe even looks at life like you do. Am I right? Well, with 7 billion people on the planet, it's a pretty good bet you're right. There's bound to be at least one other person who's as wacky or silly or off-center as you, or serious, contemplative, and reserved, or blind and longs to see. But tell me this, even if they're out there, is that how you justify or signify your own thoughts in existence? Does having compadres make you right, or important, or cool? My answer to each of those is a resounding no. Even if there are thousands of other people like you, there's not one exactly like you. Not one. It's an incredible feat of design that you're so individual. You have your own fingerprints, your own unique eyes, and your own DNA. While everyone else on the planet is similar, they're not the same. And you can jump for joy at this news because it means you're important. It means you're significant. It means you're valid. As I started out saying, there are no aliens out there ready to lend an answer or scoop you up for a probe. But there is someone out there. That someone is your creator. And he is ready to scoop you up in his loving hands and give you eternal life. All you got to do is ask. Admit you're blind and ask to see. He'll make sure you do. And guess what? I'm someone like you, and I already asked. You can go to TonyFunderburk.com forward slash someone out there, and you can read the lyrics to something I wrote some time ago to identify with people who are out there wondering and, and lamenting if they're alone or if anybody else thinks the way they do and they just know it but they just can't see it or hear it so anyway you can read it on tonyfunderburk.com forward slash someone out there and the words are called someone out there so i hope you go check that out i won't read it to you now because i'm at the end of the podcast i want to thank you for being there as always your support means more than you know and uh I'd like you to tell other people about if, uh, if you'd like to share these rhymes and reasons that I share with you and you'd like to share those with friends and family. You can do that with so many different ways. Uh, go to my website and you'll see these links. You can join my Rhyme and Reason Club and get things delivered right to your inbox. You'll get some free music and even a, an ebook for your kids or for kids. And speaking of ebooks, you can find mine on Amazon.com or Smashwords. You can subscribe to this podcast and leave me uh, a review. That would help me get this uh, rhyme and reason message out to more people because iTunes would rank me higher. So leave me an iTunes review if you haven't already. I certainly would appreciate that. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. You can circle me on Google Plus or follow me on Twitter. You can watch my videos on YouTube. You can even find me on that little blue social network known as Facebook. All you have to do is look for my name, Tony Funderburk, on any of those places and other places. Reverb Nation, where you can hear music. Uh, you can hear that on my website, too. So I think I've 
let out enough places there. Anyway, thanks again for being there. And until next time, may God bless you and keep you. 